everyone, and welcome to A Better Way. I am your host, Craig Booker. In the last episode, we discussed what is trauma. We also talked about five common myths surrounding trauma. In this episode, we're going to pick up the conversation from last week and take a slightly different path. We'll discuss how to identify trauma. As I say every episode, this is not meant to replace therapy. While I do hope that this is helpful, this is not a replacement for getting the help you need. The information and suggestions shared are just that. They're my experience. They're meant for educational and informational purposes only. To get us started, I'll play a clip from my upcoming book, and then we will dive into some discussion. Identifying Trauma In my journey, identifying trauma is one of the most significant steps toward living a healthier life. Understanding my fear and anxiety started with recognizing past traumatic events. These events shape my worldview and influence my decisions each day. Taking the time to identify and process these events helps me to live with greater awareness. Preparation for the Road Ahead Simply understanding past events, circumstances, or people that have negatively impacted how I view the world better prepares me for the road ahead. This awareness allows me to see potential potholes in the road ahead and actively take steps to navigate through the bumpy terrain. I cannot always avoid the rough road, but understanding my trauma allows me to invite others into the journey. Knowing that I don't face these challenges alone gives me the courage to move forward. Do the work. I intimately understand that identifying and processing trauma will take a significant amount of challenging conversations. There is so much potential on the other side of this process, but you have to do the work. I encourage you to invest the time and lean into the struggle. This process worked best for me while under the care and direction of a counselor. Alternatively, a pastor at your local church could provide similar care during this process. Oversimplified. Properly addressing trauma is not a quick and easy process. What I have mentioned thus far is a high-level view, and in no way do I mean to oversimplify the process. I invested years into identifying and processing trauma in my life. For this book, I have summarized a portion of my experience. In a later chapter, I will touch on another part, but please know there is a lot to this process. All right, I think that last phrase sums up a lot. There is a lot to this process. As I dive into some of this discussion here in this episode, I want to make that point clear because I don't want to set the wrong expectation that you can quickly identify your trauma and get over it in 10 easy steps. That's just not the case. It's not that simple. In order to prepare for this episode, I did a little bit of research ahead of time. I'm going to be citing those sources as we go the best that I can, but if you miss one of them, please look in the show notes. I'll try to put everything there. So let's ask the question, how do we identify trauma? 
before we get too far into this, it's important to note that diagnosing uh, trauma and treating trauma should be left to a trained professional, such as a counselor, pastor, or psychologist. Just have to make that statement here. So let's get going. First off, I want to discuss some of the causes of emotional and psychological trauma. First, we have one-time events. These could be an accident, an injury, a violent attack. Uh, second would be ongoing or relentless stress. Uh, this could be something like dealing with ongoing illness, bullying, domestic violence, childhood neglect. Third would be, uh, there. these are commonly overlooked causes. This could be surgery, uh, sudden death of someone close, the breakup of a significant relationship, a humiliating or deeply disappointing experience. If you're interested in this list, I obtained this list by a website called Help Guide. Uh, that's helpguide.org. Uh, again, I'll put the link in the show notes, but I just wanted to make sure and include that, that this was not just my own knowledge. If we're looking at how do we identify trauma, the scientist in me wants to look for what I think of as signs and symptoms. What are the indicators of someone that has experienced trauma? All right, let's start with emotional and psychological symptoms. These could include shock, denial, or disbelief, confusion or difficulty concentrating, anger, irritability, mood swings, anxiety and fear, guilt, shame, self-blame, withdrawing from others, feeling sad or hopeless, feeling disconnected or numb. All right, next on to physical symptoms. Insomnia or nightmares, fatigue, being startled easily, difficulty concentrating, racing heartbeat, edginess and agitation, aches and pains, muscle tension. These two lists I found on, again, helpguide.org, and I'll put that link in the show notes. Next up, I want to discuss behavioral symptoms. Those are avoidance behaviors like staying away from people or places, things that trigger memories of the event, a lack of interest in social events and previously enjoyed activities or hobbies, easily irritated or quick to lash out, reckless or self-destructive behavior, keeping busy all the time to avoid thinking about the traumatic event or situation. Uh, these behavioral, this behavioral list I got from pyramidonlinecounseling.com. Uh, again, I'll include that in the notes. Another area that I would look towards to help me identify trauma would be triggers. It's, been, it's become really socially acceptable term to use the word trigger, and so I want to try to make this as clear as possible. I found an article from psychcentral.com uh, that was titled, How to Identify and Overcome Trauma Triggers. In that article, Stephanie A. Wright says that a trigger can be anything that sparks a memory of a trauma or a part of a trauma. 
some examples here, if you think about the five senses, you pretty much have yourself a list there. Uh, starting off with sounds, these could be anything, uh, including sirens, music, fireworks, footsteps, gunshots, sounds of crying, or someone yelling. For sights, this could be people of similar ages and characteristics to others involved in the traumatic situation, an intoxicated person, a building or place, healthcare professionals such as first responders, a piece of clothing. As far as smells, these could be a fragrance or cologne, alcoholic drinks, grilling meats, gasoline, certain foods or drinks. For emotions, these include feeling ignored, sensing abandonment, feeling sad or crying. And then for situations, this could include speaking with an authority figure, encountering someone with perceived narcissism, driving in a car, experiencing rejection, experiencing a violation of your boundaries, unwanted physical touch. All right, so now that we have some information, some uh, background to help us in our search and identifying trauma, this list can better inform our investigation. I wanted to provide some education up front to help us in our journey, but I think that's only helpful to a point. I think at this point in our discussion, it may be helpful to have a little bit of practical examples to apply this list. So here goes. Uh, in previous episodes, I talked about what got me here. I went into greater details on the rest of my story, uh, but hopefully you're able to recall some of that and really dig in and apply some of this here uh, to better understand this topic. Uh, in the past, I experienced trauma in finding a job that has changed me ever since. Now, listen to my wording. I said ever since. My original wording would have been forever, period. Do you hear the weight that comes with that statement? If I say forever, that kind of applies it to me as a person. That implies that it's not going to change. And I believe that healing is possible in that area. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it won't in the future. All right, let's keep going. So anytime I go about looking at job advertisements, anxiety just pours over me. If you've ever watched an American football team win a big game, you might see the players dump a large container of sports drink all over their coach. That's what it feels like to me. Simply going through the process of looking at jobs stirs or triggers anxiety in me. Likewise, submitting my resume or interviewing, I encounter extreme anxiety. Now, I know you're saying everyone encounters stress or anxiety when they go through interviews, and I understand that. It triggers me on a much deeper level 
than that. I remember that feeling prior to experiencing trauma. I remember going on interviews and feeling that anxiety and stress that I believe everyone feels when they go looking for a job. These activities or these behaviors, just doing these things brings up emotions from my past that are overwhelming. On that list, we spoke of certain situations that trigger or that can trigger individuals. And for me, this is any environment that is similar. So it's a very sterile corporate environment. There are certain things about that environment that I'm not even aware of that trigger my anxiety. For you, this will be something different. I just know that activities surrounding a job search typically escalate my anxiety levels to a point where I need support. I am still learning a great deal about triggers that overwhelm me to the point where I lock up. And so I am always learning, always taking notes. It's not always fun when I discover one of these. This can be something small, something that reminds me of a past scenario that wasn't favorable. Again, this topic is tough. There's a lot to this topic, and I'm not going to pretend to try to cover it all. So I hope this has really give you some insight into this process and maybe you inspired you to reflect on your own past and do some discovery. That's going to be it for this episode. Again, thank you for listening. I hope that you will hit subscribe so that you'll get notified of future episodes. If you would like to be kept up to date on things with this podcast or uh, things that I'm writing for my book, you can go to my website at craigbooker.com. Again, that's craigbooker.com.